Hello, my friend, and welcome to the Deeper Daily Podcast for the 27th day of September. I'm your host, Paul White. Thanks for joining us here at Paul White Ministries for this podcast every day, taking you a little deeper into something. I've been teasing you a little bit with what's coming up in October. Here's what I want you to think. Apostles' Creed. What do you know about it? Do you recite it? Do you pray it? You ever heard it? Is it important? What do we need to know? That's October. More details coming soon. Yesterday, we started what is going to take us the next couple of days. Well, today and at least the next two after that. We sat down with our friends in Chapin, South Carolina, had a wonderful two-hour conversation. Lots of good back and forth, lots of good Q&R, Q&A, however you want to say it. Responses, answers, discussion. I brought some things to the table to share, but really what happened is... I started sharing different things as it rose up in the group. We had our lapel because I had a word to share, but I let the whole thing record, a bunch of good stuff come out. I've broke it down into four podcasts for you. The discussion yesterday was to love like Jesus. This portion of our talk comes after a bunch of conversations happened in the room, kind of circles back to me, and I start to talk about discipline in the light of God's grace, what I would call preparatory and participatory discipline. We try to explain that in this segment. So I would probably call this segment um, preparatory discipline. I hope you enjoy it. I think it's okay for us to have a certain level of expectation for, for how we navigate the world and not not have to theologically not have to spiritualize that um and i think part of that is is discipline um i'm kind of trying to find my footing on this how to say this right but okay let me give you an example this is something i was praying about this week um There's two kinds of discipline as far as I can see. There's punitive discipline and there's preparatory discipline. Punitive discipline is when I'm being punished for something I did wrong. Punitive discipline is if I break the law, I go to jail, I pay a fine, I go to prison, I end up in the electric chair. Now I went the full gamut of punitive, social punitive punishment, but my punitive punishment could be that I'm I'm ostracized. Uh, I'm being punished for what I did. There's also preparatory discipline, which is the kind of discipline that happens that prepares me for what comes around the corner. We like that kind of discipline when we think about sports, where a coach brings his team in and says, okay, we're going to run this many line sprints, we're going to run this play 12 times, we're going to hit the weight room, and we're going to do this because I'm preparing you for the team you're playing this weekend, because right now they're bigger, faster, and stronger than you. And they're playing smarter than you are. And they're running a better defense than you're able to beat. And if you don't practice this week, they will beat you Saturday. And they'll beat you badly. Now, it's gonna feel like hell for the next five practices. But I'm preparing you so that it doesn't feel like hell on Saturday, because wouldn't you rather feel like hell for a few hours every afternoon than get embarrassed in front of your friends and family this weekend? We love that kind of discipline in America. I actually think that discipline speaks deep to the core of who we are. 
it's been a part of what's sort of made the American dream possible is that we've embraced that kind of discipline. That kind of hardship makes me a better person. That kind of work makes me better prepared. And that if I will go through that, I'll be better on the other side. I think what happened in the realm of the spirit as far as, and that's the wrong way to say that, start over. I think what happened in the church, I don't think it had anything to do with the spirit, I think it was our thinking, is I think that we heard so much about an angry God or a retributive God or a God that's going to punish you for your sin, that when we became enlightened to God's love and God's grace, we kicked out discipline. Because discipline means God's mad and I'm wrong and, and God, that, that's an unfulfilled God. And when we kicked out discipline, we kicked out all discipline. Because any discipline then is sourced in an angry God. And what, where we messed that up is that prep, punitive discipline does not require me to agree. If you punish me, I don't have to agree with it. If you're in a position of power, you just punish me anyway. I can rebel against it. I can get mad at you. I can cuss you out. I can flip you off. I can actively f- scream at you. But I can't stop it. It's a one-sided discipline because we have a sovereign God theology and people getting punished for what they deserve, then punitive discipline, no participation. And then when we get then, the dominoes are falling. So then when we get to God finished the work, God's not mad, then there can be no punitive discipline because God's not going to do that to you. What we threw out, baby with the bathwater, what we threw out was discipline that is preparatory And here's the kicker. Preparatory discipline is always participatory discipline. So if the coach comes to you on Monday and says, okay, we're going to watch the film from Saturday's game. I'm going to point out everything everybody did wrong. Here's your assignment, your assignment, your assignment, and your assignment. Hit the field. Let's go. And you say, I ain't doing that. (laughs) You go, I'm not going to run that. I'm not doing what you say to do. You don't have to. Now, you probably won't play. You probably lose your scholarship. You're probably done. Here's the point. You'll also get beat Saturday. That's the end game, is if everybody kind of bulls up and goes, we're not going to work that hard. He goes, all right, well, you're going to lose. So preparatory discipline is participatory. You meet the discipline with what, what coaches like to call I need all of you guys to buy in. See, buy in means we agree to your system. It's an unwritten agreement that says, coach said, do this many up-downs, lift this much weight, run this hard, run these plays. I'll do it. How many of you here want to do it? Me. And then, raw, you know, raw. Everyone gets excited. Participatory discipline then leads to the patterns that produce what happens on the field. I think what happened in a lot of grace circles is we threw, so, we threw out discipline and we lost participatory discipline. And so when the Holy Spirit comes to you and goes, you want to know what you need to do? You need to pray. We go, I'm not going to pray because I don't have to. I'm free. And the Holy Spirit goes, you're not going to be ready for the game. Yeah, I, agree with you. Yeah. Uh, you, I, need you, I need you in the word because I got some things in there I want to show you. Yeah, but reading your, but those old disciplines of reading your Bible is what I used to do in religion. I'm not going to do that anymore. And what's happened is we have an environment of believers that don't have a good prayer life. They don't read their Bible. 
They don't fellowship with other believers. They've got an isolationist Christianity. They don't really have a worshipful life. And then they wonder why they are theologically drifting, unstable, and sort of spiritually getting smacked around all the time. To that point, I think that if we brought that attitude to the participatory, preparatory disciplines of the Lord, we might realize that we actually owe our neighbor something. Because if, if, I think this is what I was trying to get at a while ago, if Christianity is all in here, and I'm getting a personal relationship with Jesus, it's going to take me to heaven. It doesn't really matter what I do to you. Right? Because my righteousness is in Christ, not in how I treat you. If I'm, I'm no less righteous if I treat you terribly. I'm still his righteousness. Praise God. I'm still his, his son, his daughter. I'm going to heaven. But once I realize I have a place in this world and that I have a responsibility in this world to my neighbor, then it is no longer good enough for me to internalize my Christianity and say, who cares? I'm one of the sons of God. I do whatever I want. And, and I think we need a spiritual maturity that meets that message with, I want to be more valuable on the earth to the Christ that is in me than to just be his son that goes home someday. With, now, I said all of that to circle to this. I honestly think that's how Jesus lived. I think that Jesus day by day looked at his neighbor and the sound he heard from his father was, that woman is why you are alive today. Okay, that's all we'll do today. There was some good stuff there. There was even more. Um, we're going to do a little bit more tomorrow from another segment and then do it again on the 29th before we have our essay edition, which is a completion of last month's essay edition. So I want to encourage you in the next couple days, go back and listen to the August 31st DDP, which was the essay edition, or go check out the print version at paulwhiteministries.com. See you tomorrow. God bless.